0: Welcome to the podcast of Revival Life Church, a spirit-filled, multicultural church in Boca Raton, Florida. If you would like more information about Revival Life Church or Pastor Carl Thomas, you can find us on the web at revivallife.church.
1: Hallelujah. Tonight, we're going to have prophetic activation, And uh, I've talked to uh, Pastor Mario about it. It's going to be, we're going to have a good time, me and you. We're going to have a good, yeah, us who are going to, whoever's going to be here, we're going to have a good time. It it might get weird. Uh, It might get weird. That's going to be good. A good kind of weird. A good kind of weird. A quick announcement. Uh, We've ended our uh, message series on Abraham, even though. You'll understand why that's funny in a second. Uh, but uh, I'm starting a new series next week, and uh, it's called uh, Formation. And it is the, the, the foundations of our faith. And so if you know somebody who may not uh, quite be a Christ follower yet or wants to, be, to learn the foundations of the Christian faith, doing a four-week series on just the foundations of our beliefs. It's going to be really simple. Yeah, it's going to be very good. <laughs> Foundations. It's it's just what does it mean to be a Christian? How do you be a Christian? What happens when you become a Christian? What do you do with that? Right. So we're gonna four week series. If you can make it, well, no, just make it. Not if. Just just make it. Just just make it. Right. Yeah. And so uh, uh, so my friend Mario is going to uh, uh, preach this morning. Mario's a good friend of mine. Uh, we became friends very quickly. You know him. He's a friend of the house. Um, he uh, we we actually were in seminary together. And uh, the funny thing is how we, how we uh, became friends, uh, we had an, uh, an Old Testament class together, and you had to join breakout groups uh, to do a group project. And there were many subjects that you could do this group project on. There were like the meals. Uh, there was oh, maybe New Testament. It was a New Testament class. New Testament class. Uh, meals. There was uh, communion. There were a bunch of things. Women in ministry. The a whole bunch that we didn't really care about. There was one that said Prophecy. I mean, we care about women in ministry. I, I teach on it. That's, I teach on it. I teach on it. You know, there was a lot of things that I was like, I, you know, but then there was one prophecy in the New Testament. I was like, that's my group, right? So I just claimed that one. And then uh, Mario came. I said, we're going to have school of the prophets. And Mario was like, we're going to be friends. <laughs> and then we just became friends. this is what happened. When, so we started preaching together. What's kind of funny was uh, Mario is, oh, I'm not going to preach. Okay. I'm going I'm to wrap this up. Okay. <laughs> So there was Mario and I in the group who have ministry experience. We were a little older, I'm even older. Uh, And then there were guys who who just learned about prophecy. There were people who lived it and then there was people who just learned about it. And they would try to lecture us on what they had learned and then we would prophesy to them. (laughs) And then they they talked less and listened more, which was nice. so so we became good friends, and he's not, and, and, and here's what I'm going to say. For those who've uh, journeyed with me, um, prophecy is not, um, it's not a circus act for, for Jesus. Amen. Amen. And in the past, I have repented of, of, of the gifts of the Spirit being the freak show to draw in crowds that you would do something else with, and that is not what the Spirit of God was sent to the earth for, right? Primarily, the gift of prophecy in the Scriptures tells you how you got here. We look back through the Spirit of God to figure out where God was in my past so I can understand where God wants to take me in the future. If I don't understand where I came from, there's no way you'll know where you're going, right? And so we need the Spirit of God to be with us to figure these things out. And so uh, I asked uh, Mario to come preach, not so he can come up here and do magic tricks, uh, but, but as somebody with a prophetic gift and a prophetic call, reading the Scripture, teaching the Scripture edifying you, imparting gift, so that we can have that needed, as they would say, uh, uh, as um, leaven into bread, excuse me, into dough, into our body. So uh, he's a good friend of mine. So if you would welcome up my good friend, Mario Bento Jr. Mario is, is uh, trilingual. Yes. Mario, uh, yeah, 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 honor him real well. Hey. He, he's trilingual. I think he's only going to speak in English today, Don't but you never English know. <laughs> Uh and, and uh, I thought you told me in, in Spanish. In Spanish and well that's, that's that's the next building over. <laughs> the Spanish well, church we, is the next building over. Um <laughs> you can go there later maybe. Okay, good. Uh, well, but but uh if, if your primary language is Portuguese, he could do that for you or Spanish. He lived in Mexico for many years and uh, now he's trying to figure out English. So uh <laughs> yeah, We much. bless him and just receive and just one more hand if
2: you would for Mario. <laughs> God bless you. Uh one of the first things I learned uh, from Carl is um it's surprising that somebody that has a call for, for a prophetic gift, the first thing you learn from him is, let's take prophecy out of the pedestal that we have put it in. And I'm like, whoa, I don't like this guy, but I do like this guy, you know? <laughs> and then he, this is, the, this is the first thing he said about prophecy. I want to take prophecy out of the pedestal because I think uh, mainly us, the charismatic uh, Pentecostals, we... Sometimes, I mean, in my country, we've put, we've put prophecy and the gifts of prophecy in a, in, a, in, a, in a higher pedestal than the other gifts. It's more important. It's more... But the reason for that is because um, we're lazy sometimes. We want somebody to talk to God, and, and, and we don't want us to talk to God. So we just, uh, and, and we just uh, worship the, the thing that we'll hear from God instead of me. So let's put prophecy where it belongs amongst all the, all the other gifts to, to edify, exhort the church... You know and bring alignment wow. to the church right so that's the first thing i learned from him um not a very good thing to say when you have the gift of prophecy and you walked up into you're like just not very important but it is it is important uh as i was uh i was i was sitting there and I, I will let you go in a minute Stanley but i have a word for you uh but uh i also have a word for somebody and and i'm sorry i know i carry the message and i should know what this message is for sometimes i don't and uh one of the one of the things that um that, uh, <laughs> that that it's interesting to be weird, is if you Google the word weird, somewhere there it's going to come supernatural. So even Google knows that being weird is being supernatural. So so um, I have this word for somebody that is here. And s- sometimes God would not tell me who it is because the Holy Spirit wants to tell you in your heart that that's you. And if I cry, it's just because it's to touch me deeper. I was um, sitting there and... In, 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 and every time i preach this it gets like this I'm, I'm i'm nervous because i'm expecting what i can do and the holy spirit is like you know you can't you know it's just it's you and me you can do it by yourself and I, I know but i'm still nervous and then so, at some point in worship it just breaks through Yeah. and i feel freedom i feel oh i'm at the house of the lord i mean i'm, I'm on the house of my father i'm just gonna go for it and then i feel that freedom and then today it was the same and then i feel like um God reminded me of that verse in 2 Corinthians 13, 17, that where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. And I was like, okay, is that for me? And I kept searching. And then and then I, I had this vision of, you know, that 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 um, that coach. You know, I was a coach uh, for 10 years. So I had that coach, or, or not that coach, but that dad that takes his kid for the first time to to play a play sport. You, you name a sport, it doesn't matter. You know, the kid is just every, very excited, you know, you're dressed up, like, you rest up like, like baby football right and then you're ready but you look then you're looking from the outside you're just a kid but that's it yes go go get it go get it and then the important thing is not go and win it's not go and and, and just to be the best player and the the best part is your dad being there saying go a little tap in the back say like, go go have at it you know and and and, and i know there's word of somebody here that maybe you never had a dad that was there on the sideline for you saying, go, go, go get it. Even when 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 you were just a child, you didn't have that tap. You, you walked in that field by yourself. And sometimes you walked in that field, you walked in that field like, I don't know if I can do it. And you did mess it up, which we do. And then when you look back, you look back at the sideline, you you don't you don't see that. dad. And you felt alone. And that feeling has been going with you for the rest of your life. Tonight, today, well, I say tonight. Today, I want you to be free for that. Because always in that sideline was God doing something good for you and looking forward for you. So I want you to look back at your life and say, God was there all the time. He's here and he will be doing always something good. Even when we cannot see it or even when we cannot understand it. Because he's good and he's good all the time. Amen. Amen. Okay. Uh, yeah, you can give a clap to the Lord. Thank you. Also, uh, I have a word for Stanley. I, I, I'm going to stay here. I'm going to look back. Is that against the, the rules of the camera? Come down, Stanley. Come on, somebody. Come on. You. Have, thank you. Uh, you give you a clap, Stanley. What a great gift. My, my wife was explaining to me the way he sings and the way, because she's a musician, I was like, i can't understand i just know it's good and she's like <laughs> it's because the way he sings and, then, and i was like oh i guess that's what it is so so she really understands the way you sing it's just i don't know i can't explain it but um as i was uh praying for you stanley god showed me a couple of things that i would like to share with you come on over here so you stay in the camera um first of all god showed me ishmael sitting on um just, le- just left there you know to to to, to die in and, uh, and, and and sometimes you, in your life you have felt like ishmael you know Uh, It's just, I supposed to be, am I supposed to be not? I mean, I'm just going to be a a sidekick on this story, on my story. Am I going to be a sidekick on my own story? And God says, you're never going to be a sidekick. I'm going to make out of you a people that's going to carry the promise, a blessed people. So you never, never, I know you're healed from this. You're healed. I just want, this is more like a word of knowledge. God is remembering you that that feeling of being the sidekick on your own life is never going to happen again. You're being healed from that. And then the other thing God showed me is um well when I was when we were praying there, God showed me this um Swiss knife with a lot of uh, you know, the Swiss knife is a lot of uh, different different tools, and uh, and 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 at some point of your life you kind of struggle because you had all these abilities. And you're like, Is, is this me? Am I this? Am I this? Am I that? And then it's like and you, and you thrive in one thing. You try to get better in one thing. And then something else pops up. And you feel like, oh, I'm good at this too. And then I'm good at this too. And God says, stop. I made you to be good at a lot of things. Because you are, you have the apostolic anointing to go and train people. And go and, 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 and push people outside of their comfort zone. And, and, and when, when, when we were worshiping, and, and just, I haven't seen this in a long time, in this setup. It's when you're singing... You allow us to sing. This is how you lead. Like I, this is how you lead people to sing. You lead them to go whatever that God wants them to do, and that's 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 your gift. Whenever you're going to teach, you're not going to uh, show everything. You're going to show them half of the way. Now, now you go half of the way, and and, and this is this is not good. People that learn from you, they don't they don't like it. People, we want to just tell me, you do it for me, and and don't ever change that. Because in that process of getting out of our comfort zone, people getting out of their comfort zone, they're going to learn. And they're going to... Um, that stress of, of, of hey, it's my time to sing, you know. We're sitting there like, oh, it's my time. Oh, if I don't sing, nobody's going to. I feel That's how you feel, right? So that, that um, personality that you have, God is not grab your personality and turn into a trash and give you a new one. No, he's going to redeem it. And he's redeeming it. That's why self-control... It's one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Because when you are more you and in control of you is when God is more God in your life. Yeah. Yeah. God is not trashing us. He's saying, I'm with you. So if you self-control yourself through the Holy Spirit, I'm more you in your life. Yeah. You're becoming more me. Yeah. All right? Yes. You receive that? Yes. Thank you, Stanley. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. All right. Uh, I promise I have a word at some point. I'm going to preach. But... Uh, 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 well, this word for, for, for for today, I don't know what I say tonight. I'm just, it's just two more lights. I think it's, yeah, maybe it's, um, it started, it started like this. I, I, uh, I do follow the lectionary. I try to do my devotionals on the lectionary and all that. And, um, and whenever somebody invited me to preach, I've started to first time go to a lectionary and, uh, read the text and, and just for that, for that weekend and hover, I hover over those, over those texts and just pray about it. And I will, I'm will i going to use a uh, one of our teachers, I will say one of my favorite teachers and theologians' uh, example, which is, uh, I've heard him say one time that he treats the text in the Bible when he's going to preach about it like a, like a hive. Like, like bees, that's the name of hive? Like a hive with bees. He goes there and he just stands around and waiting for some honey to come out. Oh, that's good. Sometimes you get a little bit of sting. So, so not today we're going to have a little, if you feel the sting, you just say sting. If you feel honey, you say honey. So... We may got some sweetness. That's not my idea. I'm just literally stealing from Dr. Green. So when I'm, I'm hovering around the text, right? The, so, yeah, there you go. So he's um, so he said that. I was like, yeah, that's exactly what happened. I'm hovering, waiting for some honey. Like, oh, got stink. Like, oh, I'm gonna share that one because if I'm gonna get it, you will. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so uh, that's that's how this this text ca- came came to be. And I was uh, thinking. Um, and praying about it and um and i don't know about you but one of the things i'm i'm I'm, you know very uh i was gonna say extro- extrovert and you know i like to be all over the place i like to do 10 things at the same time god has been treating that in my life i like to be in the movement you know like hey stop one thing at a time you know i'm always in a movement and and one thing <laughs> just to say it it just gives me chills that is really bad for me is waiting just waiting it's not you name it it can be in traffic it can be in the grocery stores it can be you name it it's just waiting it's just it's like you're killing me make me wait it sometimes see, raise your hand a little low if it happened with you <laughs> if you're in traffic you're looking at the gps and it says it says 20 minutes on traffic like all red yeah. and then there's another route that is like i don't know like 50 miles longer that takes you to the same place in the same time i'm gonna go that route because <laughs> i don't want to be stopping waiting i might as well just just drive but it doesn't make sense if you just stay there you're gonna use less gas maybe and and just stay there no i would like to go around because i don't like to stay in the line waiting it's just a for me it's just a waste of time and and recently in our lives we have been uh, going through 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 a process and uh and uh and just waiting has been oh we we uh i just finished my uh well two more weeks i'm gonna finish my my, uh, my master at southeastern and um Woo. hallelujah glory to <laughs> god oh uh, feels like feels like 100 years and uh and the next step in our lives here in the united states is to according to our calling is to what's well to be hired as a pastor in a, in in an american church right? But I had opportunities on Brazilian churches, on, on my own church that I, that I used to serve. Uh, God didn't say no to that. And then I uh, had opportunities to go back to Brazil. No, my pastor in Brazil. Uh, hello, Pastor Marciano. He just great, great. He always opened the door for me and my wife. And we're like, ah, God's just saying no to that. So then I was like, okay, know this, know that. Okay, I'm, I'm ready. I'm going to be hired. Boom. It's going to happen. So in the beginning of the year, God connected me with this awesome guy awesome guy dr mark rotland which has been a blessing in our lives and he has been helping us so i had a chance to go to different churches and, and all over the country to to be interviewed and and i'm like well not this not this now you connect me with this guy that's gonna happen and he, because he this guy knows everybody just for you to know he was a president of a and president of ORU, and today's the i think he's the president of the national evangelical leadership institute so he's very well known and i'm like God, you opened the door, so this is going to happen. So he's, we started traveling all over the country, and then my car broke. No car. Then then whenever I was working at the audition, they say, yeah, we're going to, you know, we're going to still pay for your school, but we're done. We don't need to work anymore. I was like, ooh. And then uh, uh, I was applying for this job, and then they interviewed me. They say, no. And I'm like, "Uh, this is not going the way it's supposed to. And, and and the the worst part is we were going to these interviews and people will i mean they say they like you right they're not going to say we hate you go back home no they they they, they like when I mean, seems like they like us it's miraculously i don't know why they they like us and they're like oh yeah we like you you're gonna be great and then we'll call you back oh my god those three four days a week like you you've been your pastor's been around i mean i called him Pray for me. Do something. Tell to Give me a word. It's like Mario. That word doesn't come from me. It's come from the church. <laughs> and 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 I'm like, just waiting. And in that process of waiting, it's just I'm an overthinker. So they're it. what are they thinking? What I'm gonna do? And then and then I, I drive my wife like crazy. She's like, just stay there and wait. They're gonna call. How can I wait? Sit down. Do I work? Do I read the Bible? Do I do I? I it's just and today. I would like to share with you this waiting process. I, I, know you've been, I know you've been through this. I know you've been through this. Have you been in a, in, in a place where just you know that something's going to happen? but You have to wait. You have to wait. You, you know that God has a promise for you. But there's this, that waiting time that doesn't feel good. You know, because and one of the reasons that doesn't feel good is because we think that waiting is a waste of time. And let's waste that idea off today. Because waiting is not a waste of time. Is, is God really expecting for us to do something while we wait? How is the process? And, and, and I was, as I was reading, and I'm glad he was reading the Psalm 33, he went, wait. And I'm like, no, don't preach. Don't preach. <laughs> Did you see how he said it? You go back on the recording. He was reading, and he's go, should we wait? And I'm like, no, don't preach that. Don't. I will do it. So... So the the text, the text today, I, I, they gave me, they gave me, and I want to share with you an idea of what God's expecting us while we wait, oh, that we can wait, make the waiting, not just the waiting, but actually the process that God is looking for us to go through. So uh, I'm going to read, I'm going to start reading on the Psalm 33, uh, verse 18, and um, let's, let's Hoover over this text and see what, what he says. What it says. Okay. Psalm uh, 33 verse 18 says like this. Behold, the eye of the Lord is on those who fear him. On those who hope in his steadfast love. That he may deliver their soul from death and keep their life, their life in famine. Amen. Our soul waits for the Lord. Yes. He is our help and our shield. For our heart is glad. In him, because we trust in his name. Let. thing is uh, that we see in this text, first thing that I want to set down as a stone is trusting, sorry, waiting is a matter of hope. It's kind of obvious, right? If you're staying on the line, you are in the hope that you get something, that you buy something, that you will be hurt. So it's a matter of hope. We can see literally in this text that hope is in the center of waiting. It's the the, the center of the stone. But 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 Paul has something very interesting to say about hope in the book of Romans. Romans 4:18. You don't have to you don't have to open. If it's there, it's fine. But there you go. L- listen to the first statement. Paul says, "In hope." He believed against hope. Just let it sing for a second. In hope, he believed against hope. He's talking about Abraham. That he should become the father of many nations. As he had been told, so shall your offspring be. What is Paul saying? Why is he hoping against hope? It seems like there's two types of hope here. And one that, the, the one that I want to set down in the stone right now is the one that psalmist is telling us. The psalmist is telling us, what, what is this hope that Paul is hoping on? It's not the hope of men. It's not the hope of something happening. It's not the hope of, of a reward. It's not a hope of, of, of anything. What we're hoping for and we should put our eyes on is in Him. How many times do we see in in Psalm in Psalm 33 that we just read, verse 18, hope in His steadfast love. Then in verse 20, He is our help and our shield. Then in verse 21, trust in His holy name. Then in verse 22, hope in Him. So this is the first thing I want to sit down as we as we keep talking about waiting is we are not waiting in something to happen. We are waiting in somebody that it's already here and already doing something. Yeah. That's it. How do we do that? Oh, Mario, but that's very, I mean, I don't understand it. How, do, how can I hope in something that? Yeah, I know. Yeah. Also, the, the, the book of Hebrews explains that. And that is in the lectionary too. Hebrews 11.8 says this. By faith... Abraham, the same guy that they're talking in Romans that we just read, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to a place that he was not to receive as an an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going. Seems like this Abraham guy didn't know not only what he was doing, but he's still doing it. Because his hope was not on something to come, but it was on somebody. Through faith, we have this expression in Portuguese. I've never, I don't know if I heard this in English, maybe. It's blind faith. Yeah. Oh, you have to trust with blind faith. Hey, I, 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 I want to trump that. That is wrong. Faith is not blind. Yeah. Faith is actually seen through the eyes of God. It's Come believing on. in God. Come on. Come on. If, if, if the definition of Hebrew 11, 11 one says that, uh, uh, um, that faith is the assurance of things, how is that blind? Yeah. Come on. If I see the word of God, if I see him, if my hope is on him, I'm not blind. I'm sorry, I'm not blind. Yeah. Amen. But then the next thing that came out to me is like, okay, I'm hoping on God, but there's something else. I'm hoping, but I still have, when's this going to happen? Is that going to happen? The name of that is fear. And God deals with that, with Abraham. Genesis 15:1 also in the lectionary says this, after these things, the word of the Lord came to Abraham in a vision. Fear not, Abraham. I'm your shield. Your reward shall be very great. I don't know about you, but I was, as I was thinking about this text, I've never kind of related directly the lack of trust with fear. I mean, if I don't trust you, it's because I don't know you or because you've done something wrong to me. But fear, I mean, I can see the relationship, but I've never thought about it. And the more I thought about it, it's like, yes, that's what it is. How can, I, how can I trust you if I fear that something wrong is going to happen? Actually, fear is opposite of faith. It's believing that something bad is going to happen and it's going to be against us. So what, 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 Abraham, what God is dealing with Abraham, he is do not fear. And what I want to tell you today is one of the things that we should do while we wait is we need to trust. And trust is not like tossing a coin and say, oh. I hope it gets heads. Oh, heads. No, that's hope. Hoping something to happen. No, we have hope in God, and that hope in God gives you trust that is going to happen. Maybe not a way that you want to, maybe not a way that you anticipate, but it's going to be good, unexpectedly good. Come
1: on.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's the problem sometimes. We wanted the things to happen the way we wanted them to happen. And God says, I'm going to give you what you need, not what you want. And that is the good thing and the perfect thing in our lives. So just to drive out fear, drive out fear of our lives. Don't, 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 First, hope. Second, trust. Drive out fear. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 1, 7, very famous, very famous quote. For God does not give us a spirit of fear, but power, love, and self-control. If you meditate on that text for one month, that verse, I'll tell you, it's got a lot of honey coming out of that. Come on. A lot of honey coming out of that. And maybe stings too. Also in the lectionary, also, also in the lectionary, we have Luke 1232 that says, Fear not, little flock, for it's your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Amen. So as we wait, fear not, hope in him. Next thing that I saw, and now we're gonna dive into the next text in the lectionary, which is Isaiah. It's okay, God. I trust you. I hope in you. I trust it's going to happen. What I'm going to do? I'm not going to sit here and wait trusting in you. Yes and no. Let's read. Isaiah 1. I'm going to read verse 16 and 17 first. We're we'll going to talk about a little bit. It says, "Wash yourselves, make yourselves clean. Remove the evil from your deeds. From before my eyes cease to do evil." Learn to do good seek justice correct oppression bring justice to the fatherless plead the widow's cause what is God saying here why immediately after he says walk away from your sins clean your deeds he's saying how to do it he says walk away from your sins clean your deeds how do you clean your deeds while well, you walk on the deeds that I have prepared for you according to Ephesians 2 You don't walk in your deeds. You walk in the deeds that I've prepared for you. That's why you get rid of sin on your deeds. We're going to talk about that a little little bit more later. But what God is saying is, I want you to start doing something. Walk on the deeds. And then you're like, what what deeds? Yes. Learn. Learn to do good. A O W. Have you heard about that? I heard that in the podcast. A O W. You have the POW. We have the A O W. We have the alien, the orphans, and the witness. And the the widow, sorry. Have those three people that we have to look for so he's saying look at that serve them learn how to serve them while i wait i should be serving mm-hmm. you know what's the magic about serving well i say magic is the mystery is serving takes you out of the center of your life Come on, yes. Yes. and when you serve yes. when you serve while you are waiting look look pay attention you're not thinking about you anymore. You're not thinking about your waiting period. You're not thinking about how miserable you are by waiting. You're not focusing on you anymore. You're focusing on somebody else. Yeah. Come on. And that naturally will take you out of the center. Naturally we take that anxiety away. Because anxiety is not anything else. And I'm anxious for something that good will happen to me or bad. And when? And when you take that worry and you, you do, like Isaiah is saying, work, Serve. Look at the widows. Bring justice. Look for the fatherless. Trust me. There's there's something that you can serve in this house, yeah. in this city, in this state. Yeah. In your just serve. Yeah. Don't don't be waiting. Just don't, get you out of the center. Take you out of focus. When you take you out of focus, trust me. God is not going to take you out of focus. I've heard this also from Dr. Green, and this might be out of context, but I hope you get it because people say, yeah. The the world doesn't surround, does not surround you around you, right? We heard that, right? The world's not around you. So God is, God is around you and he's chasing you. God is. So don't worry about it. Take yourself. Jesus says, you know, we don't have to preach a lot of serving. Serving, Jesus preaches with, with his life. Take yourself out of focus. While you wait, hope in him. Trust that he's going to come through the way he wants to serve others around you. But there's something else. That Isaiah says, I know, I like Isaiah because he's just straightforward. He, Isaiah just goes for it. I mean, he would not be very popular today if we preach today. No not. no, not very popular. But he would get invited to the church, I think, to this church. Yes, I know that. I know that. <laughs> okay, next two verses. Look at this. Verse 18 and 19. Come now. I, I love this about God. Come now, let us reason together. Yes. <laughs> The creator of the universe. Inviting us to reason with him. Let's reason together. Say the, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet. They shall be as white as snow. Though they are red as crimson. They shall become like wool. If you are willing and obedient. You shall eat. the good The good of the land. The next thing that I want to show you. And the last one is. A willing and obedient heart. Let's, let me open a parenthesis on this text. Can you keep verse 18 up there for me? There's, two, there's one thing that I learned from my pastor in the past about this text is. Uh, uh, Isaiah, the Lord through Isaiah is mentioning two things that are white here. Snow and wool. Right? I'm hoping to say it right. I always have problems saying wool. Is that right? So snow and wool. Two things that are white. In the Bible, whiteness means clean, means holiness, means uh, clean, being clean of something that is holy, right? It's, it's biblical language for, for whiteness. The white robe, clothed you in, in in white. So we can see two phenomena here. One is the whiteness that's coming from heaven. It's coming from it's coming from from up. To, we can control it. It comes from heaven and it just touches, it discovers you. And then the other one, the other whiteness, it's coming from the outside of you. You got it? So when God is calling us to be holy, it's a response to what He's already did, to what He already did. We cannot be righteous by ourselves. It's His whiteness that covers us. And because it's covering us, we produce this whiteness outside of us. So this is another thing that we should be do as we wait. We should be obedient and willing to see, God, what are you doing in my life? What is this whiteness that you have just sprinkled over me, that you've cleaned me? What am I going to produce on the on the inside of me as a response? This is a big deal of theologians, or sanctification and, and and holiness. I'm going to say this. As I approach to the throne of grace, there's grace to save me and to transform me. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Neither you say it all or you don't say it at all. I'm sorry. Neither you say it all or you not say it at all. There is grace on the throne to save me, yes, but also to transform me. As I approach the throne of grace, the Bible says, that healing comes upon me. And I start producing that wool that is as white as the snow. It is a reaction from something that God is already doing. That's another thing you can see. Waiting becomes now not just a waste of time. But actually, waiting is the actual process that God wants you to go through while you get to the promised land so hoping in him in his name in his steadfast love in his in his character trusting not double mind trusting that he's good is happening will happen and will come through not the way we want to sometimes maybe yes but he's gonna be good we're gonna be serving Taking, out, taking us out of focus. Thinking just, hey, I don't, it's not me. This waiting is not about me. It's going to be about serving others, pouring into others, loving others. If, if, if we're not leaving, sorry, this very very clear cut. If we're not leaving First Corinthians 13, or even trying to do it, yeah, yeah, yeah. how can we be called followers of Jesus? Yeah. We should look at 1 Corinthians 13 and say, that's what God's expecting from me. Not in a hard way, not in that I'm going to be righteous. No, that's what he's expecting from me. If we look from the, from the left to the right, point intended, and we don't look through that, those lenses, if we don't look from the right to the left, not through those lenses, sorry. We're preaching another gospel. Yes, We are. Yes. When we stand in our left or right, whatever, middle, up, down, and we're not looking through those lenses, we are not being true followers of Jesus. There should be that love. Yes. Let me let me read it. I don't have it in the plan, but I'm going to read it right now. First Corinthians thirteen, I think, is it starts on verse five. I think it is. Should I find it on my Bible here? You would think that you'd get a master's on, on, on something and you find stuff quickly in the Bible. No. It's, it's, a lot, it's a lot of books. It's a lot of books. That's what it is. Okay. It says this. Oh, I'm going to start at verse one. I like it now. If I speak with tongues of mankind and angels, but I do not have love, I have become an annoying gong and a clinging cymbal. Yes. I said that at the beginning. Now, go to verse four. And I want you to think, as I read it, I want you to think, when I say love, think about Jesus. when you think about jesus think about his body which is you and me love is patient love is kind not jealous love does not brag it is not arrogant it does not act disgracefully it does not seek its own benefit it is not provoked does not keep an account of the wrong suffered it does not rejoice in unrighteousness but rejoices with, with truth it it keeps every confidence it believes in all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails. How about that, huh? Mm-hmm. How about that? Mm-hmm. That's what we should do. When we get ourselves out of the center of our lives, as we wait, we are actually going through a process that God wants us to be. So surprisingly, what I'm saying, waiting, I want you to see that waiting, may be the process that God is wanting you to go through. Yeah. And we are just, I'm not talking about me. I am just, just murmuring. But not, not being thankful. Psalm 50, it's on the lecture number 2 says, a thankful heart, a thankful sacrifice. We should keep our heart of th- o- o- thankfulness as we wait. This is something that God wants to do in our lives. So I have a challenge for you this week. Yes, this is, comes with me preaching. this homework and everything. So I have a challenge slash homework for you. and You don't have to send it to me. It's fine. But God knows if you're doing it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, in your time, in your time of, of praying this week, of maybe driving. Who else prays while I drive? I do, There's a lot of driving. so a lot of praying right there. While I wait, I do something. There you go. No point intended. That came very natural. Uh, so, I want you to, this week, this, this, before you start doing the new series, I want you to write one, two, maybe three things that you know in your heart that God had promised you. Through the church, through his word, through the witness of the Holy Spirit, any type of way that you can perce- perceive God. We're gonna talk about that later on today. I wanted to write down one, like I said, one two, or th- one, two, or three things that you know, you know in your heart that God promised you. And once you I mean, literally write them down, and it can be in your phone, your notes, it can be handwriting. I realized that I forgot how to do handwriting because we just do computers. I was like, tra- huh? what's going on? My hand doesn't control itself. So write it down. And I want to do three things about those things that you wrote down. First, I want you to give thanks. Because he's doing something good there that you can see. He's doing something good. He's all good all the time. Amen. So I want you to go thank you. Be, purpose- be, be intentional about this. Thank you, God. Thank you because this promise, you're doing something good. I don't see it, but you're doing something good. In me, through me, around me, in spite of me. You're doing something good. Second thing, I want you to contemplate what God's already doing. Don't say thank you. Don't just sit there and look and see what what God's been doing in your life. And doing through your life. Just contemplate. Silence and solitude. Just contemplate what God is doing. You're like, oh, I was waiting for this. And then it's not happening, but this is happening. Maybe God's doing something here. Don't try and investigate God. Contemplate. It's like looking, like, like looking, like looking at a painting, right? You didn't paint it. So you're looking at a painting, you're like, you're thinking through the eyes of the painter. Romans 12. Romans 12, 1, 2. As you give yourself as a, a sacrifice, you will understand. Your mind will understand the perfect will of God. Perfect will of God. First Corinthians 12, 1 and 2. As I look at the painting through the eyes of God, I can start seeing his brush. So I want you to contemplate that. Contemplate that painting. It looks very weird. But Mario, I don't know. I had his promise. I'm looking at it. I just see some. Trust me. A work of art is going to come from that. If you trust him. Say his promise. And the third thing I want you to ask. Why you paint this in my life? Who can I serve? If there's something I can do. Not because I want to be more loved. Because that is wicked. That's wicked. We don't do for God because we want to be more loved. We do for God because we are loved. How can I do? What can I do to serve while you paint this paint on my life? While you, while you build this, this, this sculpture? i don't I don't know I, I listen to the sizzle. bang bang I know you're doing something, but who can I serve? Where can I go while I wait? How can I take myself out of focus? how can I take in this waiting of the of of of, of uh, waiting for the job that that by the way finally came All right yes amen glory to God for that yes i, I so, as, as you ask, what can I do? We're sitting there, what can I do? Well, the Holy Spirit put it in my heart. Start discipling people again. Call your friends that be waiting for you to, you know, sit and talk about scriptures. Call, you know, call Carl. Just talk about, you know, how craziness God is doing in his life. Serve. Yeah. Come, come to Revival Church. Serve. Yes. Am I, am I waiting? Yes. Do I look like I'm waiting? No, I'm doing while I wait. Amen. Again, not because I'm going to be loved by you, Because I'm already loved by it. That's good. It's a reaction. So that's your homework for this week. Come on, that's good. And as I finish,
1: that's
2: good. and uh, as I uh, want Carl to get ready to come up, I want you to think just for a second, just for a second, just for not a second, like 10 seconds. I want you to think how great, how peaceful will be your life, the life of the people around you your family, your friends. How peaceful is going to be. How purpose is going is going to be if you start waiting that way. If we, you and me start waiting by hoping in him, by trusting in him, by serving others around us and by reacting from the holiness that he's already pouring on us, that we will react to that, that we don't wait like this, but we wait like something's going to happen. He's gonna come through. We have that lamp, those lamps with the oil on it, and we are ready for the for the broom to come. We're ready. Hey, you knock at the door. I'm, I'm here. I'm here. Not be, again. Not because I have to. Because he's gonna love me more. No, it's a reaction. It's a reaction of his love in our lives. And I can't convince you for this. Nobody can. The Holy Spirit will. So how peaceful. Your life can be, your family will be. If you step away from the anxiety, from, from, from not having peace, from asking ourselves, from frustrating ourselves on the waiting process, and we just lay ourselves down and wait the right way. Wait with open hands, ready to serve and ready to trust. That's a call.
1: Come on, come on, come on, come on. You can, come on, thank him for that word right there. That was. I'm sorry that I had to have uh, Pastor Mario come down and deliver a word to you all that was just for me. I don't, I don't know if anybody got anything out of the word that was delivered for me today, uh, but that, that was a word for our house, amen? Amen. Can you, can you see that was a word for our house? What do you do in the waiting? Sweet Jesus. Yeah, yeah, let's just give it a one more time. That was so good. And uh, here's what I'd like to do. It, 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 Stanley, you could just uh, play a little there. We're, gonna, we're just gonna... Um, we're just going to pray that you have grace in the waiting. So, Father, in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Maybe you can stand up here with me if you don't mind, uh, Pastor Mario. You stand up here with me. And uh, here's what we're going to do. Well, I don't want to have an altar call, per se. Yeah, I turned it off. I don't want to have an altar call, but I do want to have um, an altar call. Um, <laughs> right? And so we'll teach more on this. The altar is, is the place where, where heaven and earth collide. When you, when you go to the altar of the Lord, this is where the place of encounter. You come to the altar with a sacrifice. You come to the altar humbly. You come to the altar expecting God to um, impart himself to you and for you to give up yourself to him. And so uh, I want to have an altar call, not physical, but spiritual where you would come to the altar of your heart where God would meet you Um, and in this, what I feel uh, Mario, and and, uh, I want you to just jump in however you want I feel like there's um, I I feel like instead of you talked about in the third point there that uh, we're to be waiting with hope and I think there's been waiting with a fair amount of bitterness and um, I don't speak that as a rebuke yet Uh, I speak that as a hope that God can heal you of your bitterness and your waiting today Because we don't recognize when we get bitter, when we allow the disappointment to fester into bitterness. And then everything in the future and in the past, we see through the lens, not of hope, but of bitterness. And it's really hard to hope when you're bitter. I'm speaking from experience right now. It's very hard to hope when you're bitter. And it's hard to hope in the God that you're bitter with. Maybe I'm just talking about me, but I feel like some of you might know what I'm talking about. And so uh, I think the first thing we're going to pray for is that God would heal us of our bitterness, allow us to come to the altar and repent, and that there would be healing. Uh, And the second thing we're going to do is we're going to, um, it's like we're waiting to get into the promised land to start acting like we're called to the promised land. And the Lord is like, no, you'll, you'll act your way into it. In, in this waiting as you're as you're serving, loving, hoping, this actually creates a place where the promised land comes to you.
2: Oh, shit!
1: Does that make sense? That...
2: I made, made, made this moment. The pastor calls calling out. Yeah. Being shit. your standing stone. I know God was saying something about the standing stone. I couldn't get it out. This is what he's saying. Made this moment of laying down that bitterness. And I'm going to even go forward a little bit. Laying down that that hatred you have inside hmm. things are not working oh sheba may that that moment that you lay that down in your altar be that standing stone right when you cross the river
1: explain the standing stone break that down for those who may not know the standing typically. stone
2: is when in the eastern culture it's when people wanted to remember something like when they crossed the river but jacob did the same they put a standing stone and they anoint that, that, that stand. And they say, every time we look at this, look at this, at this stone, we're going to remember where God pulled us through. That's why they put a stone when they, before they cross, because they're like, we're going to remember that God made us cross this, this sea. God's, we're going to remember that. So make this moment a standing stone. Yeah. But you're going to remember when you look back that day in my life, that's where God took me out of bitterness. Come on. Out of bitterness. Yeah. Out of hatred for the- myself even
1: yeah, yeah. So, so 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 some of you have been through we're going this is gonna take a little bit longer than we thought here but <laughs> it, this is good uh, this, is a, this is I feel like this is the word of the Lord some of you look back so I, you, you know if there is a river that you need God to help you cross that's that it must be a treacherous water right we start you know in Florida we have canals and you don't really need God to cross a canal you just kind of get across the canal right like it's not that big a deal but they're, they're talking rivers that look like a lake. In that you, your people die as you cross. And, um, and, and, and getting to that river with the enemy behind you. And you think, I'm going, like, I'm scared of being murdered. And I'm scared if I go forward, um, my children are going to drown. My animals might drown or run away. Like, so I'm going to be financially ruined. I'm going to lose my family. If I go back, I'm going to be murdered. If I hope to get across this thing, I might lose anything anyways right and so if you look in if you look into your past we all have these rivers that we were forced to cross and so what what and this is god is the is the is the best psychologist ever and so what god said was when you look back at that river i don't want you to look back on the other side where you felt death was at the door i want you to put a stone so before you see to the other side i want you to see that i delivered you mm-hmm. When you look back to that memory, if you still remember the fear, if you're in touch with the, with the persecution, with your, if you are in touch with the, the, the rejection, if you're in touch with uh, the bitterness, the anger, the hatred, then there's, you haven't set up a stone yet to remember that it was God who got you across that thing. I feel like that's a better word than they're preaching back to me. But So God said, hey, I want you to put a stone here because when you look at that memory, I want it to be a testimony of my goodness, not a testimony of the devil's testing. Amen. And that is what the healing does. The healing says, I'm going to look back prophetically, and this is what I talked about at the beginning of the service, I'm going to look back prophetically and not see what the devil did in my life, but I'm going to look back and see what God brought me through. And for some of us, there's 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 some trials that we see in our past, but we don't have a stone of remembrance that I look back and say... But God. I look back at that trial, and what is in, in, is seared into my spirit, man, is that God delivered me into his promise.
2: And when we don't put standing stones, guys. Come on. When we don't put standing stones, we are being selfish. I am. If I put a standing stone in a river and it doesn't work, I'm gonna remember it as a failure.
0: Yeah. Oh Jesus. But
2: if we trust and hope oh, in Him, oh, and we put that standing stone, what hey! we're doing, is we're like, we are actually impacting generations that come behind us. Hey! Because when your kids, your grandkids, your grand grandkids, 10, 20 generations from now, yes, got, yes, they see that stone, they're going to remember my grandpa crossed that river, and I'm going to. Hey, And as an immigrant in this country, as an immigrant in this country, I want people to look back. 50 years from now, 60 years from now, say him and his wife came to this country and they were obedient. Through trials, through not having, through, they trusted the people of this land and God came through for them. Amen. Yeah. There's no, there's no around. Leave that standing stone for generations. Don't, let's not be selfish because you can remember it. Oh, yeah, when I get through, I'm going to remember it. That's not what it is. God wants you to you to remember it, generations in the future to remember. Make this a standing stone in your life. So,
1: so, so here's what we're going to do. God's about to do some Holy Ghost heart surgery on some people. This is, this is how we're ending entering the service. Um, so some of, some of us, you look back and, and you still wrestle with the bitterness. And what I think God wants to do is give you a standing stone today. And um, so that you will look back and not see the bitterness, but see the faithfulness of God. So what we're going to have to do is we're going to have to make yourself vulnerable to hope again. Mm. We're going to have to repent of our judgment of God and recognize we didn't see the whole picture. And recognize God may have done something that we didn't see to carry us. And what we're going to do is we're going to pray for you. And I believe supernaturally God is going to give some vision that will be a standing stone for you. But I want to know who I'm praying for. And so now you're going to have to be brave. And if you look back and you see some bitterness, I want to we're going to pray for you. But I want you to just stand where you're at so we can pray for you. And God is going to, well, he's going to heal some hearts today. He is going to heal some hearts today. Oh, Jesus, we pray. We pray for that Thank gift you, of revelation. Thank you that true and proper prophetic yes. gift yes. that is able to look back and see the Lord in my past. Where I just saw what the enemy did. I just saw my own failures. I saw where I missed it. I saw where people let me down. I, I and, and what I learned to do was just let my heart get hard. I learned to just stop hoping. I learned to give up. I learned to... And, and, and now today... Lord Jesus, I open my heart to you. I open my heart to you right now in the name of Jesus. I open my heart. Come on, just tell them, just tell them in your own way. I open my heart to you. Holy Spirit of God, come. Come. And I repent of my bitterness. I repent of my disappointment. And now I'm ready to see. I'm ready to see. And I'm here to let you know, God right now is going to begin giving visions. If you see any of those visions, you call them out. But he's going to begin giving visions to show you the stone that you you did not think you were going to make it through that thing. There was a moment. Oh, Jesus. shut up! You thought this was going to kill you. But here you are. Here you are. The devil is a liar. You made it through that season. You thought you might kill yourself. You thought you might kill someone else. You thought it might kill you. But here you are. God carried you through that. And God is, is, is neutering the power of the devil over that season any longer. He's given you a
2: stone to say, the devil is a liar. I made it through. I see people walking in today oh, Jesus. with somebody else stone. Oh, which Je- is great, Jesus. That stone took you over here. Today you are having your own stone. In the name, you're not walking outside here because somebody else stone. A memory of your dad, of your mom, of a friend, which is great. It carry you over here. The witness of their lives carry you here. But now I want you to look at your at your life. You're gonna walk away from here from you with your own stone. Yes. You're gonna carry with you. Yes. Those those scars that you look at your body and you you look at your soul and you say, what is this, God? This is my stone the scars, the scars that you have in your spirit, that you have in your soul, the things that you, you've been going through, even in your own body, rejection, own rejection. Oh, Jesus. Disapprovement. God is healing you today, but not just healing you. He's going to give you a standing stone yes, that you will remember. Yes, yes. And you will carry it with you. It's not going to be in the past. You will carry it yes, with you everywhere in you the go. the name of Jesus. Everywhere
1: you go. There's healing. And so we pray right now in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I just declare, stand up behind me if you would, Pastor Tracy. We just declare in the name of Jesus a healing in your heart. Right now I declare the love of God. The love of God is transforming that bitterness, is transforming that hurt, is transforming that disappointment, is transforming that bitterness. In the name of say it. That resentment right now. That resentment, you are now able to forgive. You're able to forgive those who caused this. You're able to forgive those who brought this to pass. You're able to release it, and God's heart is now flooding your heart right now. His love right now is washing away the pain. His love is washing away the hurt. His love is washing away all the bitterness, disappointment, anger. You don't need the bottle, you don't need the violence. You don't need the protection. I the standing see. stone. Go ahead. Let me finish this. I, I see the standing on, stone is, 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 is not just um, for you now. It is a wall of protection mm. between you and that bitterness. Hallelujah. Yeah. Hallelujah. It stands between you and what the devil did in that season. Mm. It is a standing stone. It can't get to you because the testimony of Jesus Christ is right there. To, mm. Okay, let me just, uh, I just got to unpack Go. this. Mm. Just just receive this by the Lord. I don't have time to preach it. But your past is trying to rush into your present. Mm. But that standing stone is a wall of protection. It is the testimony of Jesus Christ prophesying a better future. And that enemy, when you have that standing stone there, can't get past the testimony of Jesus Christ in the deliverance. And it is a wall as you meditate, as you see that standing stone, it is a shield about you. That that past does not declare your future. But Jesus Christ is in the future calling you to the future because when you look back, you see the testimony in the name of Jesus. Go ahead.
2: I see people god wow. tells me this he's telling me this in the holy spirit he's telling me i'm opening the womb i'm opening the womb not, not just for this house sons and daughters are going to come out of here i'm opening the womb but, but even personally you can feel something in, in in your womb in your stomach that is growing and that is something that god put inside of you and you should do like mary even when you don't understand what's going on you say god do as you please and rush to Isabel. Rush to those that are going to help you, and in the hope that that's what is in you is going to come alive yeah. as you communicate it to others. So, if you feel it in your in your stomach, and you feel it bodily, your your body is feeling it. It's because you're pregnant of the Word of God. As God is opening that womb, maybe not for you to know, for you to know exactly, but for you to share it. And look for somebody that is always preg- that is also pregnant. And both will be filled with the Holy Spirit. And a singing will come out.
1: So I declare in the name of Jesus over your life. That you not only are placing a stone. But you are equipped to help others. To place that living stone. Of healing and protection. I declare over you. That you are anointed. You are anointed to declare that living stone of healing and protection. Will you pray that in Portuguese?
2: Pai, nós te louvamos. Porque essa pedra angular nas nossas vidas irá nos lembrar da onde você nos tirou. Irá nos lembrar que você nos tirou do vale da sombra das trevas e que você estava lá conosco, Pai. Pai, eu oro em nome de Jesus. Que a nossa confiança que você está no vale da sombra das trevas... Que a gente nunca esqueça de onde você nos tiró. Que isso seja herança, no só para nós, mas para gerações que vêm no futuro. Para nos te louvamos. Porque você é a nossa pedra angular. Tú eres nuestra piedra angular, papá. Tú nos trajiste del desierto. Tú nos, nos sacaste de, de, de Egipto. Tú nos trajiste hasta aquí. En este, en este día, yo oro para que no nos olvidemos. De que tú eres nuestra piedra angular Y de donde nos sacaste Que en este día haga un, Haya un recuerdo De quien tú eres Y de como tu amor Y tu gracia Y tu misericordia Ha sido manifesta en nuestras vidas Te amamos Jesús Te amamos Jesús Esa es nuestra oración
0: Dios, gracias Dios, No me Direction, demand for healing, demand for protection. We don't bargain; no one will accept it. We'll say, "Oh, thank you, Papa." Demand for just
1: Amen. Amen. Put your hand in your heart. Jesus, I trust you with my heart. I pray you would heal my heart and give me a living testimony so I can tell the world how you have healed me and I can be a place of healing for others now we're going to stand here for a second because sometimes it takes a second Holy Spirit is moving right now and if you need to sit down you can sit down if you want to stand you can stand But Holy Spirit is healing your hearts right now. I'm uh, letting you know this is the Holy Ghost at work. We said we're going to preach this Abraham message series. He's going to birth something new in this house. We brought in the prophet to prophesy the new day. And right now, he's healing of the past. And together, we're moving into the future. The future that Jesus is calling us from and into. (laughs) Come on, tears heal the soul. And so Jesus, as we launch into a new day, we leave the past behind and we see that you have been leading us this whole time. And as we repent of our part in it, it gets offloaded onto you. And even our mistakes become you as you renew our future. You may be feeling something weird on your body. You might be feeling something in your heart, an emotion. That is the Holy Spirit of God healing your heart right now. And if you're near somebody in your little self-conscious, move over a seat or two and just let God, just put your hand in your heart and let God do some spiritual surgery right now God is spirit and we have to worship him in spirit and truth and he's healing your spirit so you can worship him fully the love of the father is re-entering in this house right now the love of the father is re-entering this house and he's overshadowing relationships We declare today is the the end of perverted selfish ambition that destroys fellowship. In the name of Jesus. And you will walk in peace and love. That's a good word. You'll walk in peace and love. Can we just sing the, the tag of that real nice and slow? No shadow, no whatever. I don't know what part of the song that's called. I always call it no
0: shadow you will light up, Mount you will climb up. He
1: brought you here for a reason today, friend.
0: No walls you won't kick down, lie you won't tear down, coming after
1: me. The love of God is coming after you right now. No shadow you won't light up, mountain you won't
0: climb up, coming after me. No wall you won't kick down, lie you won't tear down. Up. We sing no shadow, no shadow you won't light up, mountain you won't climb up, coming after
1: Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I bless these under the sound of my voice. I declare the blessings of the Lord Jesus upon them. The Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face shine upon you. And I just declare to you his peace. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and all God's people said. Amen. If you're still standing, give somebody near you a hug. Give a clap offering to the Lord. We're going to have a prophetic impartation at 6 p.m. It's going to be really good. We love you. If you need anything, fill out a connection card. Just reach out to Pastor Tracy and I. We want to see you walk in the healing. Can we give it up for Pastor Mario in that word today? So good. So good. We bless you, Jesus. Amen.